0: Dark Bitch Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that art and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other. So we will take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite or at the very least are entertained. I am one of your hosts, Nick, and with me as always is the spooky goat to my spooky bug, Aaron is here. Hi, Aaron. Hi. How you doing?
1: Bah? What noise do goats make?
0: Uh, they can scream. For sure. Ryan. Right, yeah. of
1: course famously. Yep. They can tell you this is not a game.
0: <laughs> How are you? Oh I'm good. We're recording this episode that will be dropping on Halloween Ooh. day. Potentially the scariest day of all. <laughs> right after the tax deadline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait really? Yeah it's, oh, it's right, not no, as I, I
1: thought you meant for the tax deadline was october 30th Mm -mm. and i was like i am in deep trouble (laughs) no No, it was
0: the scary part i was referring to yeah yeah.
1: ranked scariest yes Yes. not chronologically
0: top 10 scariest days
1: (laughs) scariest anime betrayals
0: oh boy we're off to a good start uh and our movie if you're enjoying this on the day this episode drops or afterward it will still be appropriate because we've picked out a really solid pivot episode i love, love sure v- seasonal pivot movies <laughs> really you love
1: to be guided from one aesthetic into another aesthetic. yes yeah
0: hold my hand and take me there is my wish
1: and your favorite uh, karaoke song. I was going
0: to say, it didn't seem like I was going to go into song. Uh, so enjoy this last spooky episode as we move forward into the next season, Holiday. <laughs> What's the movie, Nick? This movie is The Day of the Beast, a Spanish-Italian horror Christmas comedy from 1995. Andre, I want to confess something. What is it that you've done? Nothing, Padre. I haven't sinned. But I'm
1: about to. Don't you think that you're a little old to be shoplifting books from a store father? But it's just that
0: I really need that book. I must learn to be evil.
1: Why do you have to do evil?
0: Because it's urgent I make contact with Satan. I must sell my soul to the devil. I'll be here at the ceremony tonight, and that's where I will strike him down. Everything ready? Knife, acid, bread, virgin blood? Hi, I'm illegally parked down there. You gonna be much longer, or not?
1: Poor Christmas comedy is my favorite combination of words
0: ever put together. It's bizarrely hard to put it all together and say it out loud (laughs) in one go, but it is very good when it happens. Yeah, you're gremlin you're (laughs) yeah actually arguably home
1: alone yeah yeah. if you want to get technical with it yeah
0: I'm terrified of children so yes
1: (laughs) and this movie proves that you're right about that
0: uh but we're going to talk about the day of the beast from 95 which is a recent discovery from us thanks to a boutique label called severin films put Mm. out a disc right when i feel like both of us were just open to the idea of horror christmas comedy (laughs) yes indeed Mm -hmm. directed by alex de la iglesia (laughs) i listen to a lot of cast Interviews this week. Yes. And everybody described him in. I feel like the most apt description was a hurricane of emotions.
1: Oh boy! He just has a lot of feelings?
0: Yeah. Okay. I think like very strong sudden feelings. Oh boy. I feel is what it oh is, boy.
1: Yeah. That could either be code for he was a fucking nightmare to work with <laughs> or he's the nicest man in the world. I
0: think it's both. Oh I think boy. that's what people say.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess those aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um so like I feel like he's not as well known at least in the film circles we know of, but you got your Perdita Durango as a big Hollywood, one of his. and
1: Yeah, I was shocked to find out uh, that I had never heard of Perdita Durango before. Yeah. And then uh, they programmed it at TIFF on Midnight Madness. And I think they'd programmed it before. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. You mean the director of Day of the Beast? And they were like, no, this has Javier Bardem and Rosie Perez in it. Yeah. We don't know what your thing is.
0: <laughs> Nobody oh, all right. I think internationally, Day of the Beast is the thing he's best known mm, for. Or okay. maybe, maybe not right. even internationally. Maybe in Spain, it's what he's best sure. known for. Sure. Yeah. In his hometown. <laughs> okay. But he got his, like, start because of Pedro Almodovar, who, like... Oh, really? Uplifted him, kind of, and produced some of his projects. Uh, but he didn't want to produce this movie because I kept coming back to this over and over. So many people were scared of... ...being part of a movie that involved the devil.
1: Right. (laughs) Like,
0: satanic panic level, like, well, we can't do that.
1: Well, we can't show the devil. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Nick.
0: (laughs) So, to fill in a little bit there, I assume that this might be not as well known, so maybe we'll...
1: Maybe we have a a small run through. Yeah, this
0: is uh, the story of a Basque Roman Catholic priest dedicated to committing as many sins as possible... Uh, a death metal salesman and a quack tv show host of the occult who go on an adventure through christmas time madrid to hunt for and prevent the incarnation of the antichrist and so they're trying to like link up with the devil to get like the inside (laughs) scoop on where the antichrist is they're trying
1: to yeah the priest is trying to commit as many sins as he can so that he'll be seen as evil yeah by the devil and he can like get in on the secret meeting i guess there's going to be a meeting to be like my
0: son is going to be born here yeah this is the religious version of going undercover and trying not to appear like a narc yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah fully (laughs) Yeah, so it it's got it's got extremely kooky energy to it. Yes. Uh, but got- I could see it's got a lot of like straight up just sa- they do a satanic summoning ritual. Yep. There's tons of satanic imagery. Yep. I could see this in, like, maybe a heavily Catholic area.
0: And it is heavily Catholic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Being
1: like, absolutely the fuck not.
0: (laughs) We will not be doing this. Not even as a joke. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, So this is written by Alex de Iglesias, and uh, apologies in advance for screwing up this man's name, but Jorge Guercheveria. Here. Following the exploits mainly of our Basque priest played by Alex Angulio, who was friends with... With the director since uh, he started making movies since Alex la Iglesias was 12 years old. Aww. It's like his primary motivation for getting into movies. So it's this <laughs> nice like, and now you'll be part of my movies my friend. My best
1: friend. He's in a little short that uh, la Iglesia made, right? Yeah,
0: now. which was uh, how Almodovar found him was through that short. Oh, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, we've got Armando de Raza, who plays that uh, TV host I mentioned, who is very funny. Very italian Terrifically Italian.
1: <laughs> yes, very much
0: so. He's where the Italian part of the co-production comes in. He's
1: always wearing leather pants. In yeah. This. yeah.
0: <laughs> what I can only describe as an Italian tenor's facial hair. <laughs>
1: yes, kind of the devil's facial hair, to yeah. be fair with you. yeah. Yep, yep. yep.
0: We've got Santiago Segura, who became a director later on of his own. Uh, style of mind. stuff. This is the first movie he was ever in. Oh, wow. Which is very interesting. But another guy who was just, like, buddies with De La Iglesia for most of his life. Cute. This role, you already mentioned, Javier Bardem. He wanted Javier Bardem for this role. Okay. The metalhead. Okay, sure, um, sure. But the explanation I saw, like, Bardem was gonna do it. Oh but my god. The He eventually turned it down because... Burdham's agent said that Burnham wanted to play a gay man in his next role, and that didn't happen in this movie, so he wasn't going to do it. Which is like, what a bizarre,
1: what a flimsy deal breaker. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just say you don't want to do it; it's fine.
1: <laughs> or just make the guy gay; it doesn't matter. That's also fine. <laughs> what a okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no can do, straight man. All
0: right. Uh, we've got Nathalie Sasenia, who plays the uh, the landlord's not daughter, but just like worker there. Yes, yeah. Uh, uh Maria Grazia Cucinotta who plays Susanna who shows up partway through. I wanted to mention her because she just came off like an Oscar nominated role called The Postman, which is a very famous Italian movie. Okay. Uh but he she was playing the same roles over and over where she was playing what she referred to as the quietly sensitive, pained Mediterranean woman that everybody looks down on.
1: (laughs) That's so specific, and I'm not positive I can pull an example, but I'm going to have to trust her on that.
0: Yep. Uh, So she was like, I want to play a dumb airhead. That rules.
1: (laughs) Total bimbo.
0: Yep. Uh...
1: (laughs) Oh, She's good great. for her.
0: She did all of her own stunts.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: she hurt herself real bad.
1: I was going to say, a lot of them involve falling down the stairs. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs>
0: okay. uh, quote, I still have nightmares about Santiago chasing me with a knife because <laughs> it was a real knife. Oh, Christ. All right. And, of course, featuring a goat. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real goat. Uh, and because it was a real goat, real nightmare to work with.
1: These seem to be the worst possible kind of animal you can have on board. Like there's always a wrangler and like even if you have cockroaches, you've got a bug mm. wrangler or like obviously, you know, horses, cats, the owner will be there or cats yeah. and dogs are like snakes even, but no one... There's never a wrangler for the goat. The no, goat doesn't permit he, itself to be wrangled, does it? best
0: has, like, a co-worker.
1: Yeah. Comes <laughs> with a <him>.
0: grudging co-worker. <laughs> like, look at that goat. It can't even hold its head upright because of how big its horns are. Like, it's...
1: Goat horns are fucking crazy. I... Don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand the point. It does seem like more often than not they just get a goat stuck in barbed wire and it dies there. Like, well, that I, seems to be the purpose of them. But. I feel
0: like I'm expecting it to just like tip forward on its front legs and its yes. horn hits the ground and it's just like, I don't know what to do.
1: Have you seen the animated Grinch Who Stole Christmas? Where exactly, Max. That's just, beep! Yeah, it's like that.
0: And that's good because this is also a Christmas movie. So it. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did? Uh, but a little little anecdote about that goat. Uh and a
1: goat continue.
0: <laughs> very good. Uh as would be expected, they couldn't really direct it very good. Uh so it got loose a bunch and chased people around and at one point chased uh Della Iglesias like down the hallway and Christ. smashed up the walls and a bunch of furniture. And oh my god. Eventually like, This sucks. What we're gonna do is and they had somebody there who they did have like the goat coworker or whatever, <laughs> who was like, What can we do to they asked him what can we do to like Make it stop moving. Yeah. <laughs> like you can hammer its feet to the ground. It has hooves. Just hammer the the like the what would be the shoe basically into right. the ground. He and they're like, it won't hurt him. It's fine. So they did that, and within seconds, it just ripped up the floor and was oh, just no! running around with wood on its <laughs> now feet.
1: Now it has clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Now you've made it mad. Yeah.
0: So they eventually Ugh. reach this point where they're like, I don't know. Just like let it go and see what it does. And within. Everything that the goat is in in the movie, yeah. they just filmed within like two minutes when they just let it wander around, like, okay, oh, we God. wasted a whole fucking day with this goat.
1: <laughs> Goats are literally the devil. Yeah. I understand where the. Yeah. It's very I get accurate. It. <laughs> fucking hell. It's a creepy looking goat. It's a
0: very creepy goat. You get a shot of him off the beginning. Yeah. Where yeah. you're like, ah, no, Chekhov's wait. goat.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> Speaking oh, of
0: the credits, I love the opening credits of this. It's just him, the our little priest wandering around making tiny sins. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. It's real montage energy. Yeah. He's just walking around being like like steal from a homeless guy, like steal his coins out of his hat and like take someone's luggage when they're not. It's mostly stealing, I suppose. But yeah. he does go up. He happens to pass <laughs> by like a car accident and this guy's been crushed by by a driver. And he's dying, and they're like, we need, you know, last rites, we need... And she just, he just leans over and takes the guy's wallet out of his jacket and then goes, I hope you rot in hell. <laughs> Whoa, that one's so much worse!
0: <laughs> Followed up by taking the wallet, taking the photo of the kids and whatever, throwing it away, and putting a little card of the devil in <laughs> a as a like... little tarot
1: line. card of the devil! Like, That's my friend.
0: <laughs> like, ah, he'll know I'm, I'm serious now.
1: This, to rewatch, this is so funny because you do, he's just really trying to pile on the sins, but he can't really... He's not a bad person yeah. he can't think of any that really, like, are horrible.
0: This is <laughs> this is what I feel like my first go... It's not that they abandoned the idea of this guy as sinning. It's more like they didn't go really, really hard on it, as I was hoping. I was hoping for it to be, like, comedy of... Of just, like, him being a priest is mean and, like, let's watch that for an hour. And it's not really that so much, but I didn't really pick up on that the first time. We're, like, the problem is he doesn't really get what evil is.
1: (laughs) No, he's just, like, well, I've I've heard that, I mean, like, this guy is in the Catholic church, like... Mm. I've heard that listening to heavy metal is satanic, so I'm going to listen to heavy metal. Yeah, I put them (laughs) in his little headphones. Oh man. He's got a little written out list of metal bands that he should listen to. One of them is like Ace of Bass. It's so precious.
0: Like a good visual joke. He's like spelled phonetically ACDC as Hache Deche or something like that.
1: Right, (laughs) yeah. Which is very cute. He's just, yeah, trying so so hard. Can't do it at all. He's such a little guy. He's, he's just, just a little guy. He's just a little guy. He's wandering around on Christmas, trying to find <laughs> Satan,
0: as you do. Yeah, as well wandering does. Madrid. <laughs> yeah. So I would call this movie a caper. It's hard to define a caper. Yeah. But it's a it's a like religious based caper to me.
1: It's yeah. very like Rosenkrantz and Guildenstern are dead, where you're getting the christ story is that a thing yeah the the birth of yes the nativity thank you um from the point of view of the three wise men yeah you know yeah but also they each suck (laughs) in their own way (laughs) yeah
0: this is so two things here one thing i learned about in doing research is in spain uh they don't really have this is like traditional stuff so i mean Big generalizations. I'm not a Spain expert, so. This is my understanding, is the three wise men are the people who give presents. Santa doesn't.
1: Oh. So, like,
0: three wise men are a huge deal in Spain. Oh, okay, okay.
1: So this would land as more of a metaphor in Spain. Yeah. All right. But the
0: idea, they talk about a lot, like, Satan's whole deal is to just, like, imitate God to make fun of him. And just, like, oh. These three dumbasses. That's great. Of course he'd pick these dumbasses to of be here. Of course
1: these fucking idiots. That's really good. I really like that whole thing. So it is mm. like the the way he's trying to find where the Antichrist will be born in order to murder him. <laughs> is the, like, suss out, so, so, you know, what would God do? And then just do like a shitty version of that. You the, know what I mean?
0: Do the version of that where it's a guy that goes like, hey. Yeah, afterwards.
1: exactly. <laughs> Sickos.jpeg. Yes. <laughs> To be honest, I really like that. I feel like you know this isn't exactly well. I mean, maybe you can shed further light on it, but this isn't exactly grounded in like theological tradition per no, se. No, but that say so. that really tracks for me. Of like you know, the devil is just like a shadow of God, and he's jealous all the time, mm-hmm. and like all of this stuff, and he really wants his son's birth to be special too. I like that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> the devil's just a shithead. Like I want this spotlight.
0: Jealous shithead. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good time that's great this
1: podcast is pro devil (laughs)
0: yep i mean if i gotta come down on one side it's gonna be i mean that's fair yeah yeah he's got the better music and the better movies
1: (laughs) they do have a lot of fun with the music in this one
0: yes iglesias is a metalhead i feel like that comes through pretty clear (laughs) so like the general whole arc of this whole movie just to like jump us through really quick sure sure i mean Spoilers, maybe go watch this movie. It's so much fun. Uh, I think it's on Shutter too. So our first act is bringing everybody together. Our priest and metalhead meet up and become friends, and then we bring in the TV host because, they're like, oh, he's an expert on the occult. They don't. The priest. I don't even know says, how to
1: summon the devil. Yeah,
0: the priest even says he's never seen a TV program before. So the idea of somebody lying isn't real to him. <laughs> so this fraudster, they lightly kidnap. They do their their invocation, and then they're kind of like running from cops slash the armies of Satan for the rest of it, and uh, yeah, yeah. And they're still trying to like track down where the Antichrist is gonna get born based on our priest friend's uh, Bible math.
1: <laughs> Big numbers guy, this yep. guy, yeah, Big time. yeah. But the thing too is that there's also this. I don't want to call it a subplot because it kind of does dovetail directly with it at the mm. end, but like the there there's i don't know what to call them exactly but
0: bad guys of
1: gang yeah (laughs) and it's kind of implied that it's just this one van full of guys but i guess fascists like they're running around spray painting clean up madrid and then and setting fire to homeless people on the street as a like this is these people are trash we need to clean up madrid and and there's just this like they kind of pop in and out and you see them on the news or like you'll walk right out of the corner store just as they're going in with their baseball bats and yeah. like a spray paint can and just and, and it does turn out at the end like you know this is the devil yeah these people running around madrid doing this One, this one guy best shot in the movie <sighs> the priest is sort of lying you know defeated on the ground they've they've met up with what they realize is the devil and the shadow of the devil falls over him Mm. huge horns just a a, you know a man goat on his hind legs yeah classic devil shit the the snorting and like the the guttural noises of the goat and he looks up but then it when from his point of view you switch to that and it's just this guy with his sunglasses on and a baseball bat and, mm. you know, a fucking sweater tied around his shoulders. like a Yeah, real... like he just
0: got out of his Yale class or whatever. Yeah,
1: exactly. And it could not be any more of a direct message of like, this is, if you want to see what evil actually is in real life, this is it. Yeah. This man might as well be the devil. <laughs>
0: So big surprise for longtime listeners. We like the anti-fascist comedy.
1: <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> and I feel like Spain has a has a good uh, claim to, uh, you know, saying yeah, fascists are the devil. Yeah, they, yeah. They will do exactly as much damage to the human race. Yep. Cosine, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, so it's just it an is, interesting, like, there is this subplot going on kind of underneath it with this, like, real serious tone. Yeah. But this, like, hilarious, bumbly caper <laughs> over top of it.
0: Which... Which the, is
1: almost like they're so not prepared to, like, take on these guys, you know what I mean?
0: And they, like you said, they're walking past them several times. Yeah. And missing out on the violence that they're causing and mm-hmm. all of this, It is this, like, what we don't see, what's right in front of us kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, just speaking of the dumbasses, I just want to talk about our three friends. I love the old. dumbasses. They're, so, They're so good together. So the priest guy, I I love this little uh, tidbit. Iglesias was like, before he knew what this movie was, he was like, I want to make a movie where just a little old man is like an action hero. <laughs> nice. So, enter. Yeah. Our friend Alex, Angles, yeah. <laughs> um, but he played a tabletop RPG game called Call of Cthulhu back in the day. Okay, which had like picture just take like Dungeons and Dragons and replace like Tolkien stuff with Lovecraft stuff. There sure. You. He had this like archetype, this character type that you could play as in there, which was like an erudite scholar elder type character. Okay. Uh, that he was like, that's the guy I want to be the action hero, and it okay. turned into this like professor theologian priest guy which We're i it. think is great it's very and good this go around really watching how much every time he enters lecture mode you're it feels so like oh yeah this is just a teacher he's yeah. just teaching
1: <laughs> it does feel very much like he might kill you at any moment only because he's so focused yeah and he's got the real yeah the teacher thing of like no but I, I just want to make you see what i'm talking about i need you to understand
0: and a couple times he doesn't like can anybody tell me like and what do we And what
1: do we think that means? <laughs> Anyone? Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's funny.
0: It's great. I really like that a lot. Um, but his initial idea of our metalhead, Jose Marie, and and uh, the priest was that they should be a Don Quixote, Sancho Panza kind of vibe. <laughs> sure. Which, reading that before watching this time, yeah, that's real solid because boy, oh boy, does the metalhead not know what's going on at any moment. <laughs> nope. He's just vibing.
1: He's on acid half the time.
0: Yeah. But the idea that uh, Santa, or, uh, Don Quixote is seeing giants where there aren't giants—all that kind of thing—yeah, uh, yeah, coming through strong.
1: Well, this the the movie. You can read it as the priest is a hundred percent wrong and yeah. crazy, and. Because, again, copious amounts of acid, the, one of their invocation <laughs> rituals is you have to have, like, the blood of a virgin, and you have to have this specific type of, type of mushroom and yeah. a consecrated host and mix it all up and whatever. And then they see the goat. Yeah. And they summon Satan. And that, from there forwards, it's maybe, like, five hours? Like, they could just oh, be tripping balls yeah. the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So it is. it is kind of a funny, like, is this guy... For real, you can you can fully read the movie either way. Given that you have these guys running around being the worst possible thing you can be yeah. all night, like it might as well be the devil. But is it actually? What do you what do you think? Me? Yeah. Over here, me. You in what the audience. What do I think?
0: Uh, yeah, it is interesting because it's you get no hint of confirmation on either side. You no. just get the like the most you get is. You see the devil, and there's a bit of you can immediately turn that into well acid trip, uh-huh. and where we leave, I won't like get into the big spoilers at the very end, but where we leave everyone, there isn't like there's a couple lines about like nobody knows what we did, and like yeah because you didn't do it anything,
1: question you weirdos. <laughs> yeah,
0: like did <laughs> yeah. you did you do anything? Did you help anything? Do anything? and it, yeah. yeah, it is very interesting to look at when you consider that these are supposed to be three dumbasses, asses. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> cannot tell. The, I really wonder. Yeah,
0: the the extra dimension of this, so I've mentioned our two other guys, mm-hmm. uh, but our TV show host, Professor Kavan. Yes. Yeah. So a thing I thought was real interesting, um, the Iglesias said that he specifically uses to TV programming in place of religion in his movies. So the <laughs> idea that, like, okay. the TV is there, and that's the priest, and that's the evangelist, and, like, this is... That same idea of, like, you're just getting brainwashed. You know, that's not very intense satire, but there you go. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the Professor Caban show is very, like, true to what a lot of Spanish TV was then.
1: Oh, okay. So, I mean, I've definitely seen a program like that. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're on at, like, 2 a.m. And they have that... <laughs> or at,
1: like, 11 for yes. no reason. Yeah.
0: They have that amazing, like green screen background he's sitting in front of Zoab which just makes me laugh every time it's so specific and funny (laughs)
1: just such a random mix of like symbologies and just like vaguely religious imagery yeah and yeah
0: Thinking about where our characters start and end, I feel like he's the only guy that gets, like, a full character arc,
1: you know? (laughs) That's true. He goes from shithead to less shithead. Yeah, he
0: goes from shithead to actually believing in something, ultimately, which is, like...
1: Yeah, I think he does get convinced and he (laughs) could. And he ends up using the the TV show to, like, they're separated and he uses the TV show to find the group again and to just be, like... Stop being morons. Stop (laughs) believing this television show. I can't believe you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he, like, comes out to dismantle his fraudster.
1: (laughs) But it's so funny, it's back up again within, like, three months with a different host. (laughs) Just, like, we respect the uh, contributions of our former host. Anyway, on to today's callers.
0: A different host with the same facial hair. And the same name. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, all of the... There's so much, like, deadpan-y, not deadpan isn't the right word, but, like, really dry. Like, we're just, he's just presenting it as, like, here is this TV show and away you go. And you can read it very earnestly as, like, yes, this is a real TV show. But it just it just cracks me up every time he's on screen on his TV show. It's, it's great. It's
1: very funny. I, it, it's so over the top. Do- like, you couldn't. It's hard to believe that anyone would take it seriously, but then again, the dry humor is a shit ton of people take this seriously. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I feel like his, I don't know, Perdita Durango has that energy too, where it's like, there's no way there are people like this, and there are definitely people like that.
0: Big time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: God, I'm so pissed Heavier Bardem wasn't in this. Ah, he'd be so good! They (laughs) could give him a terrible haircut again.
0: But I can't think Uh. of him feeling like, He's an actor, so I mean, he'll just act different in this movie. But
1: ah, <laughs> oh, we've cracked the code.
0: Yeah, no, I figured it all out. It only took sixty episodes or whatever never ever Uh Perfect. The like that immensely verbose, just endlessly talking, like big bravura kind of thing. I I like this guy. I think I would like him more than uh, I would have liked Mister Bardem.
1: There is absolutely no problem with the with the guy they have. Yeah, he's adorable.
0: Thank you. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> You're Armando right, Nick. Armando.
1: Oh, her- Javier Burden was going to be the TV guy.
0: Oh no. You're you were right. I'm sorry. I I've, oh, okay. I've mixed us all up.
1: I got so excited even more for a second. This no. is better. This is less of a disappointment. Yes. Javier
0: Burden <laughs> was going to be the metalhead. I got
1: so it, it. Yes.
0: I apologize to everyone.
1: Good. <laughs> I'm just going to clip that and just reuse it whenever you say some shit like, "Oh, I don't know. This podcast supports the devil." <laughs>
0: Just as an example. Uh, what else we got in this movie, Erin?
1: <laughs> we have the crazy mom who yeah, I yeah. love. She's so funny. This this woman kind of seems like maybe she was like a, like a Spanish character actor in like I think soap operas exactly. or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, she's got that energy where she's like, oh, finally, I just get, you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, she's just so convinced that like she's, you know, very upright and Christian or whatever. Yeah. And... You know, runs this hostel that is in a bad part of town, apparently. And she's like, you can't let people in at night. There's so many... There's gangs around and there's prostitutes and drug addicts and just... And she's like, well, he paid like five times the amount of the room. And she's like, then it's fine. <laughs> she's immediately just, she's just itching for someone to try something. Yeah.
0: And she says that to camera very <laughs> She does. Yes. Yeah.
1: I wish one, I wish a bitch would. <laughs> yeah, is exactly. basically what she says. <laughs> and boy, does she enjoy when she gets the chance.
0: So this is a thing that like, I feel gets a little bit lost on us as people who are not immersed in 90s Spanish culture. But this is like... <laughs> okay the the intent with all the characters and her especially. Her's, her, her I feel like it still comes through because you're like, I know what all this is. This is very clear <laughs> oh. what we're doing. Uh, but everybody in this is a stereotype oh, on purpose. Okay. Okay. So like the Basque priest and the junkie metalhead are like, Uh, I listen to interviews and people like, yeah, you go to Madrid and those are the first two people you see, and they're the (laughs) last two people you see, and they're virtually every other person that you see. It's either, and they'll be like, the Matrix in there, (laughs) 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 exactly. It's grungy Matrix. Yeah, (laughs) there's, it's just this like mix of what is perceived as the highest part of society and the lowest part of society, Uh, sure, sure, all together, and like this exactly like Catholic, old guard. Described as like the grotesque generation, I kept oh, seeing come boy. up. Oh boy! Very is intense. that
1: like not quite the translation? Maybe or
0: <laughs> I don't know. I nah, at this point, I'm just repeating what I heard. Great, <laughs> but that that exact like level of suspect everybody of everything all the time yes. unless they're catholic and then it's like maybe it's a okay. <laughs> maybe all right but i'll allow it still probably trying something
1: she's got a scene the the mother has a scene where she like she does she sees an intruder or she like she realizes that the pre- uh, she doesn't know it's the priest and, and hmm. what the situation is, but the priest has come home to collect the blood of a virgin, just very politely asking the nice girl who works there, whom he suspects has never had sex, like, can I have some of your blood? And things just escalate, right? So, And the mother sees that he's kind of knocked her out, and she goes through a drawer, and yeah. there's like a picture... <laughs> is that like supposed to be the husband has passed away i think so or was killed in the war or something, something and like okay that, yeah. all right because she's got a lot of like fatigues and handguns and army shit <laughs> and for like, like a kindly old innkeeper everything
0: know? in there and how she dresses i'm like oh you're from 50 years back like you right you yes. like tripped and fell into this century level. <laughs> you're of,
1: not yeah. supposed to be here okay
0: <laughs> through my own lens i think i said this out loud like we see a picture of the implied husband is like oh civil war ass guy over yeah. here like this is <laughs>
1: how old are you is...
0: yes. she's a vampire another part of satan's army wow <laughs> that's not also true
1: also good... <laughs> okay it's also a good like you know there's uh, the serious plot it's like there's this woman with you know runs a, a hostel in the bad part of town like you could i don't know you could let some of the people give some meals to them i don't know yeah <laughs> and just constantly feeding her guests like the cheapest worst like most rotting meat the same
0: rabbit for, meat, every for like meal. three
1: days like it's so bad <laughs> yeah another great example
0: yeah and uh, the other thing i was gonna say the it's a movie about the devil so like the color red gets used in fun ways i like how much the color red pops up it's good like when? Well, the one that the ones that catch me a lot are in like the opening credits. There's a lot of mm. red, and like the suitcase that the priest steals <laughs> That's is what I bright know. red. It's like, oh, and... he's
1: already doing evils. <laughs> yes, very good.
0: And I could be wrong, going off memory. I feel like when the gang shows up a few times, they're bathed in red light. Mm. I think I'm right in saying that.
1: There's a lot of like they're in kind of the seedy part of town, so there's a lot of like neon flashing lights, that yeah. kind of thing. You're probably right.
0: Speaking of seedy part of town. I uh, did some research on Madrid of the time. Do you oh. want to hear about how this fits into Madrid lore?
1: I'm learning a lot about this movie's exact like niche in Spanish
0: culture. So yes, I would. Well, this is the great thing about this movie is that we watched it the first time, didn't know shit about fuck, and really That's true. had a good time. And on rewatches, it's, I felt like I get a better sense of the comedy yes, coming yeah. through. But like, you don't need to know Spanish like it's accessible it's it's not gonna you're not gonna be stymied by anything right um but knowing all these specifics really i I got to learn this before watching so it really helped me be like oh i see
1: i'm so glad i know what's
0: going on here here."
1: (laughs) i'm smart now
0: so this is a segment i'm calling location 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 nice (laughs) where we learn about a location.
1: Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> Madrid. Madrid. So apparently the Madrid that we're looking at here is if it's not like reality, but it's not like on that much satirized to the point of like okay. being super run down, being really rough, being really fascistly policed, all of this stuff is like in the nineties it's just like, yeah, it's just what it's like. Oof. Um, okay. So things like the children's toy store full of guns that we get off the right. beginning, that was just Buddy's like
1: holding guns. The
0: production guy was like, "Yeah, that's something you'd probably see in Madrid." Like it was one of those like obviously you wouldn't, but it just feels like. <laughs>
1: but like, I wouldn't be surprised if you did. Yeah okay. when right.
0: when uh, conservatives are like, "I'm scared of going to the big city," it, they're talking about like that's the type of thing that right, we, they sure. would picture okay, as you're like we're gonna
1: see that, yeah. but yeah, <laughs> okay.
0: But it was like a really, really, really rough night town, uh, and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons this movie takes almost like the the whole setting is nighttime. Yeah. To just be like for people that know, they're like, oh, they're in Madrid at night. Oh shit. Ah, uh,
1: okay. Oh shit's it's about to go down. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, and we get all the like the 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 late night TV stuff is very like I said true to to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like people were talking about um, how. They had no idea what a TV show was that they were watching. It was just, like, this TV host in a jacuzzi with, like, bikini babes talking about the occult. And it was, like, <laughs> like full-on regular TV show. They changed the channel, and they saw another one with that exact a different
1: guy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> just being like, what the fuck is going on in Madrid? <gasps> Holy hell. Did we all
1: make some decisions? <laughs> okay.
0: And, like you said, huge fascist, uh, right-wing, very, very, like...
1: I forgot the, the, you know, he comes to town and he's wheeling along his stolen uh, his stolen piece of luggage and a cop car just pulls out and, like, ten cops just pile out and just pick a guy and just start wailing on him. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: So this is, like, something that we don't appreciate so much right now. This was, like, a very provocative movie that, like I mm. said, people didn't want to work on initially because they're like, oh, this is going to, like, ruin careers. Oh,
1: boy. Yeah, level it's of... so mild. That's very funny. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah.
0: It's mild... For now times. For
1: here and now. Yeah. But like
0: horror movies weren't that big in Spain at the time that like actually provided critiques of things. Mm. Yeah. I see. Uh, And I mentioned the like priests and metalheads just being like arm in arm walking down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's
1: what I pictured when I said, when you (laughs) said they're the first two people you'll see. They're (laughs) best friends.
0: friends. Uh, But this is where I get into like, okay, I was eight years old when this movie came out or whatever but uh, apparently at the time (laughs) they're so much older than you Um, Madrid had like a global image as like here's a like up and coming developing city that's like Madrid on the grow kind of (laughs) invest in Madrid today Uh, okay so part of the like provocativeness of this was to like here's what Madrid's actually like everybody Mm. it's where Satan lives
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you want to see the devil (laughs) Invest in Madrid! <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Well, there is a very, like, where they eventually deduce yeah. Satan's child is going to be born. It's, a like, a fancy, sleek, new pair of towers under construction. Built, yeah. And it's called, like, the Gateway to Europe or yes, something, right? Which is so sinister. I love that so much.
0: That's its real name. That's what oh, that shit, place's that's real what name that is. is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is it still there? Yeah. Got it. <laughs> That's great. It Pilgrimage.
0: Was, it was literally known locum, locally as the Horns of the Goat.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like All right. they did a little bit of dressing to, to spooky out a, a little bit, but like not that much. Fuck.
1: <laughs> so, in addition to like religious types and business types saw this and were like what the fuck.
0: Yeah, but people who actually live there are like of course that's where the devil would be born. Mm-hmm. Would you care to guess what these buildings are for?
1: Oh, God. Are they investment firms? Yes. Fuck me!
0: <laughs> They're World Bank headquarters. Oh, no!
1: <laughs> okay.
0: And as you I'm assume so that you goes this with segment. this, it is, like, like, literal, like, corruption stories on the daily coming out <laughs> as this movie comes out. Like, not even, like, just wild, wild corruption scandals. Like, it, it's the equivalent of being, like, and this, and Satan was born on Wall Street. Right. Like... <laughs>
1: Sure. Yeah. One like to I one. get it, guys. Yes. Yeah.
0: So on the nose. <laughs> yeah.
1: The horns of the goat. Yep. God damn it! But you just know that one of like someone who has you know is a stakeholder in this fucking building is like, that's awesome. Let's roll with that. Yeah, I
0: know. Just missing the point completely. Yeah. Like the investment banker should be like, it's pretty cool that we're oh, like, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. That's edgy. I like. Let's that.
0: evict some people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I have to assume they torn down some, some actual housing to build these places. I also have to assume that.
0: Yeah, This great. was like they were scouting locations coming to Madrid, and it was it was just starting to get constructed at that point, and they're like, that's going to be cool. Let's film something there.
1: <laughs> you know, I respect the writing process a little less now because that's such, like, handed to you oh, on yeah. a silver fucking platter.
0: Like, you just sitting there like, we need a place for Satan's headquarters.
1: <laughs> it has to look futuristic in an evil way, like a goat's horns. And what uh, we... menacing at night. Menacingly lit. <laughs> Bonus, it houses the worst people known to mankind.
0: What's all that construction noise? Oh my
1: god. <laughs> ah! <laughs> god. You know what I fucking adore about that reveal shot too? Yeah. Where Kavan has like it's his turn to be the little lecture guy he's like i figured it out the devil's trying to mock god so he wants his child to be born in like the equivalent you know a church like his symbol what's that over there like turn around please you know and they show it at the, blah, like, huge monolith towers. And then as they walk towards it, you can see it's got one of those little, like, nativity, like, shooting stars as yeah. a decoration between it. Like, land here, please. <laughs> I adore that so much. Yeah,
0: it's so great. It's a good a- And this is, like, nativity is such, is a, um, in the same way, like, the wise men are a much bigger deal in Spain than sure. in, like, North American Christianity stuff. Same deal with the nativity. Huge deal. Ah, uh, so.
1: Lots of go. focus. Okay, yeah. yeah. I could not even tell you the names of the three wise men. I know they have names. One of them is
0: Balthazar. I'll always remember that because I'm yeah. like, oh, are you like a sci-fi wizard? What are you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Time-traveling wizard. Yep. Huh. Yep. All right.
0: So uh, I just wanted to tell you a little bit about Madrid to uh, ground this a little because, yeah, it was fucked up at that time, <laughs> and I can't speak to its current Uh, (laughs) and the
1: current status holder
0: i don't know of any current corruption scandals going on but i assume there's some you have to
1: assume somewhere yeah that's awesome i'm glad you have that segment i wouldn't have thought to like let's get into the location oh oh boy
0: one of the the biggest point that i skipped (laughs) go on get ready to respect the writing process even less (laughs) Okay. because you know what was a huge problem at that time was gangs burning homeless people oh, and no. writing Clean Up Madrid on walls. Okay, All right. <laughs> Or various, you know, slogans or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a legit thing that was happening by fascists yeah. and right wing people suspected to be possibly the police.
1: I mean.
0: Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Shocker. So there you go.
1: Okay. Yeah. You know what? No, that doesn't change my respect level because okay. it's fucked up that they thought of it. But if they didn't think of it, if it was already happening... I'm less worried about them.
0: (laughs) Like, it feels like a real, like, we're just gonna put the stuff that's happening in front of you, because...
1: Yeah, a lot of your work is done for you here.
0: Turns out the real horror was reality.
1: It was man, (laughs) but specifically those in Madrid. (laughs) We're in on Madrid. Yeah. Holy fuck, man. Big time, big time. Cool! (laughs) Love that we're headed right back there.
0: Can't believe I almost missed the most important part of Location, Location, Location. And because... How could you not have it with this? Just a quick roundup of injuries and destructions. Awesome. <laughs> so I mentioned that uh, Maria Kuchinota did all of her own stunts. Yep. She fell down the stairs, scratched up her back real bad. Uh, she slipped onto a table and broke it at one point when doing the like the running scene. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. She said that it was just, she was just sliding around everywhere on the shoe. She's in,
1: like, her stockings, right? It's yeah. not safe. <laughs> okay. She's
0: in high heels doing that run. Yeah. It's just boof. <laughs> uh, but what goes around comes around. Uh, Santiago fell and cut himself with the knife while chasing him oh. around. <laughs> Guys. He somehow got himself in the back, Ooh. which is confusing.
1: Don't like that.
0: And uh, a little one that I think is cute. Armando de Raza threw out his back when he was tied to the statue because it just he was tied up for so long. Like the next doesn't day, doesn't look comfy. Yeah, he's yeah, pronated in a weird way.
1: Yeah,
0: woke up the next morning was like, I can't move.
1: <laughs> Hope we don't have any more movie to shoot.
0: And uh, one last bit from from him. Uh, so if you recall, at one point, a man (tiny spoiler) gets electrocuted to death. We see right when he grabs yeah. that pen. Uh there's like a bright flash and they did that with magnesium, pretty standard stuff. Okay. But uh Armada was a little too close, so he like scorched his cornea a oh, little Christ. bit. Um yeah, flashed. But that recovers fast and it's fine, but it was estimated, like, oh, yeah, if he was a foot closer, he'd be blind in that eye for, like, the rest of his life, but it, like, left scarring for, like, a day on oh. his eye, so there's so many shots right afterward that are from, like, behind or from the side, and it's all just to avoid seeing Oh, where eye. you can
1: see the, the scar. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know it scarred your eyeball, like, like visibly.
0: Yeah, but apparently to... corneas recover real fast, so he was, like, the next morning, they're like, oh, it's Thank gone. God. Yeah. Oh, That's another segment of Injury and Destruction Roundup. People risk their lives to bring us entertainment so we can highlight what they went through.
1: You know, honestly, for a movie about summoning the devil, not as much mayhem as, as I would have perhaps expected.
0: I realize now I should have left a lot of the goat talk till now. That's where all <laughs> the destruction comes in.
1: I mean, you gotta, it's its a given with a goat. <laughs> it's not surprising that the goat did not resp- respond well to direction.
0: It's a given with a goat. It's just like a good folk song
1: name i was gonna say the mountain goat should do it but i think that's just what i'm thinking of it's fine it's a hat on a hat it's a horn <laughs> on a horn you don't have to respect my writing is what i'm trying to say here uh head on a horn <laughs>
0: oh, god uh, uh that's all i have for day of the beast if there's anything that you would like if you got any prepared points to bring up
1: not not in not in specific to day of the beast itself i just i'm so fascinated with this this crossover, like, how well Halloween Christmas movies work.
0: Mm. They're so. I feel like they're so... F- maybe this is just my own naivete, but I feel like they're very rare. Or maybe it's just that they're rarely done with a lot of panache.
1: Maybe it's that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess I can only really think of, like... It, it's not even that there are so many. It's that I'm shocked there aren't more. Mm. Because there's, like... the. Here's my theory on why they work so well for me, okay. at least. And I am thinking mostly of, like, you know, there's this one. There's, like, Gremlins is very, you know, specifically, like, horror Christmas. That Black kind of thing. Black Christmas and yes. all
0: the Silent Light, Deadly Night ones. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, like, Night Boy Before Christmas is a, you know... But, a, of course. A classic. But there's so much in common between, like, you know, the idea of, like, Samhain and... Like the the pagan, I'm not saying it right for sure. Mm. Um, pagans, please correct me. The pagan pagans, like, ho- reach out. <laughs> a, like Halloween holiday, what it okay. w- was before it was co-opted. Uh, I'm I'm taking a stand and saying <laughs> Halloween is too commercial now. <laughs> Rare take, um, and Christmas, where there's this like. The the date is important, and it's like the veil between mm. two worlds is so thin mm-hmm. on this, day because when you think, and it's interesting to me that there is this focus on the three wise men yeah. in Spain, where their thing is to be summoned. Like, they're being summoned to, and they have to reach oh. the right spot at the right time. Like, this very ritualistic thing about about Christmas.
0: Well, and even there you're saying so many Christmas and also Halloween rituals. Yeah, and totally,
1: yeah. yeah. Lots of very specific imagery. A lot of, like, nature-based imagery. Like, you have to have the pumpkin or you have to have the mm. Christmas tree, like the pine tree. And, well, you know. yeah,
0: there's your pagans.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and all of this could easily boil down to... Pagans do things a certain way, so fair enough. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's so fascinating to me, and the more I think about it, the more I am just like, it's, you don't even, there you go, I don't respect the writing at all. You, <laughs> There Wait, is no difference. I've destroyed
0: your love of this movie by <laughs> no, how did
1: we? This is a real first for this uh, podcast, is I hate the movie <laughs> now. No, it's great. It's such a good, like, it's like a one-to-one allegory of... Obviously, the movie is written this way, but the the same kind of invocations of, like, the devil or of, you know, spirits or whatever mm. it is. It has to be on this date and it has to be, you have to see a certain thing in the sky, you know, mm. there has to be a full moon or a shooting star or whatever. and Just this weirdly, but, and it, it, it like, people are so defensive if they're, like, really religious about uh, just... Christmas is so special and it's sacred. It's sacred. You can't. Yeah. You
0: can't do that. But
1: you know, it's like the exact same vibe, <laughs> right? And it's just very funny to me, and I just I enjoy realizing that about Christmas as I'm watching this movie in particular and all of the other related, like Halloween, and Christmas. Often they're comedies, comedy yeah, horror things.
0: I, yeah, I feel like there's that's a pretty low hanging fruit style thing of like, oh, and then you'll. The killer has, like, a candy cane. Yeah. Like that just
1: it's not supposed to be, like, dark. <laughs> Except, like, it, it kind of is. Oh, and yeah. I know everyone, you know, the popular one is a man is invading your home to bring you gifts that you, you know, <laughs> yes, mystery gifts. <laughs> These are all just very, or, like, the devil is going to show up in your home, you know, you wrote a little letter to Santa, or you, like, mashed up the acid and the blood, <laughs> and you carved the pentagram into your floor. <laughs> They're the same thing. they yeah, exactly
0: the same. (laughs) Yeah,
1: there's no difference to me.
0: No, 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 you're right, though, of of like, beckoning someone in is... Really
1: playing with fire in terms of, like, forces you cannot comprehend or control, Mm -hmm. being summoned into the world and, like, made flesh. There's, I think, a part in the Christian Mass, in the Catholic Mass, that's literally, like, the word made flesh or something. Yeah, that sounds right. Which is just what you're doing when you summon the devil.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's true. Now I'm... Now, I'm picturing the goat scene in Day of the Beast, except it's a reindeer instead.
1: Oh, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just... Same amount of horn, same <laughs> hatred for human life.
0: <laughs> There's just little, like, oh, uh, bell jingles with each step.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, slow, menacing. Yeah. Chink, yes. Chink, chink, chink. Chink. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm just saying.
0: Same thing of like from far away. You're like, oh, it's cute. And when it gets closer, you're like, no, stop. Oh, it's a
1: monster. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Have you ever seen the teeth on a reindeer? I don't want to. Do not. You're right. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, there you have it.
0: Excellent. Well, I feel like this will align nicely into what your final thoughts on Day of the Beast will be.
1: Oh, yes. Um, A little bit. I do enjoy the... Just the the little guy aspect of it. He's where just a little, little guy, guy. You'd think he'd he's studied evil all his life in the sense that like no, don't go over there. That's bad. And taught you know to avoid evil and to quote-unquote recognize evil but then mm. when it comes time to actually put that into practice you'd think he'd be great at it fucking terrible at it because no, he's he, a nice guy like no, he's a good
0: dude I feel like he's very good at capital e evil but not small e evil when yes do. exactly
1: which is such a great uh illumination of like you've spent your whole life trying to like promote good and like renounce evil and all of these things and you don't actually what your job is is to avoid looking at evil that's that's Mm. what it is you're not fighting evil you're you pretend you do not see it yeah you know and him just kind of realizing that like at one point he burns the shape of a cross into his own feet with a cigarette yeah and like who's that who's that for who's that helping what are you doing like he's just trying anything he can think of it's all symbology he's he's not actually accomplishing anything he's not getting at the root of any problems he's just going on feel and vibes yeah. and you yeah know. like
0: the only thing he'd really think of is to steal stuff a little bit
1: yeah <laughs> yeah mostly it's mostly petty larceny <laughs> which is cute as hell but yeah just this guy who's like It's it's so much a movie for as fun and as funny as it is, and, like, dry in those ways. It's kind of a movie about, like, you know, the forces of good just being wildly under-equipped to deal with the actual forces of actual evil. Yeah. And just, like, the mundane ways that evil manifests and just, like... Of course, you would kind of retreat into this thing of, like, well, I'm a priest. I, I know what evil looks like. I've spent my whole life, you know, studying to fight it or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, you haven't. You haven't met a... You've never seen a TV show. How the fuck do you know what evil is?
0: <laughs> you you write on a chalkboard. That's, like, the, the biggest yeah. thing you've done in your life.
1: You're a theologian. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. Yeah, so just it's such a funny little movie, and it's a lot of fun to watch, but it also has this wildly dark undertone to mm-hmm. it. Not just the fascism, but, like actively like in your own life you very much recognize this thing of like i'm doing good i'm recycling or whatever it is <laughs> you know what i mean just like i no.
0: recycled today
1: oh <laughs> nick
0: hmm. you're
1: just a little guy i'm just a little guy <laughs> and so are we all <laughs>
0: we're yeah. all just little guys part yeah, of me is now thinking, like maybe maybe this would have been a better christmas episode to do but mm.
1: No, it's good. We need to drag Christmas, <laughs> reappropriate it into the Spooky Month. Yeah, we're
0: going to do a swap. Uh, October yep. 31st is Christmas. December yep. 25th is Halloween. It's now
1: Halloween. Get <laughs> sure ready you're... for three months of Spooky! <laughs> we start decorating the same time. It does yeah, That yeah. doesn't change.
0: You hang your jack-o'-lanterns on the tree.
1: <laughs> the cause a house fire yeah. immediately. The
0: tree is bent over halfway. Yep.
1: <laughs> like a goat with its horns. <laughs> anyway. So well, that's my final thoughts. Very good. What about you?
0: Well, I don't have anything complex to say, really. I just think it's beautiful to have a reverse nativity anti-fascist horror comedy. It is beautiful. Which <laughs> is just like, ah, oh, lovely.
1: Didn't know I needed that combination of words.
0: <laughs> that rules. It's just very interesting to see the the three wise men bit exploited for some horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. And that there's a lot of... Like I said, you don't need to know the Bible lore or whatever. Sure. You can pick up on it just by watching the movie. It's all implied, and you can really feel it coming through. Yeah. uh, Even if you don't know the specific references that it's making. It's all this just, like,
1: cultural soup, right? Yeah. 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 Simple
0: stuff. Simple stuff on my side over here.
1: I mean, it is really... it's, It's not complex, no. but it is effective.
0: Yes, yes, which is that's when satire is good, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because as soon as you start overcomplicating it, you're going to have the people missing the point of the satire. Whereas, even if you're not like able to sit down and write a paper on this movie or something like that, the takeaway of it's bad to kill the less fortunate is like, <laughs> oh, okay, I, I got it. I don't think
1: anyone can misunderstand that. Yep.
0: <laughs> Agree. So now it's time to double bill this little guy with another little guy. Um... <laughs> so i hope that you will take us away right now in doing so
1: well wish granted here i go <gasps> it's I'm a gonna, miracle <laughs> it's a halloween miracle <laughs> i'm gonna pair this with another movie about a little guy who also happens to be a priest and who finds out something and has to spend the rest of his life fighting evil question mark and just like it drags into him into kind of a moral quandary okay. and he discovers very mundane evil all around him i am of course talking about park chan wook vampire comedy thriller thirst oh
0: that's nice i from like that.
1: 2009 <laughs> so this is um starring friend of the pod Song king ho we love him um and kim okvin as a, well as so Song king ho is the priest in question yeah He wants to, like, do something meaningful with his life, and he goes to, I think, like, an experimental clinic kind of a thing. Yeah. um, Where he catches a virus and then gets a blood transfusion that causes him to become a vampire. Basically... As with your point, the lore doesn't fucking matter. It's never explained why he's, you understand the sequence of events, but it's never like, and that blood came from, like, no one cares. It's fine.
0: And the way you talk about it just there feels like, oh, wow, that's probably like a good 45 minutes of the movie. No, it's like five minutes. Yeah, (laughs) it is
1: literally, maybe the title card doesn't even appear until after this is all done.
0: It's so not important. It's a real, like, shut up. We're just getting to the thing. Doesn't matter. We just want to hang out with the premise of this movie, not build to it. Exactly. Just
1: watch Song King Home be a vampire and so he's he goes through the classic like vampire things of oh i i crave human blood but i mustn't (laughs) you know and he's genuinely a good guy and but he's just feeble you know he's just not equipped to like fight evil truly and into his life comes the wife of like a childhood friend so someone that he did know growing up um who hates her marriage and hates her life and her overbearing stepmother and all these things stepmother mother-in-law um and wants to like violently break out of that Mm -hmm. and they fall in love and she starts being like yes power great Mm -hmm. and he's like no mustn't and they are she she is so focused on just like she has no moral objections to murder or, like, torture. It just, she's so...
0: So you'd say it's a toxic
1: relationship. I'd t- It's not a healthy relationship. Yeah, okay. It's not excellent. It's not a model relationship. <laughs> and he's just kind of dragged along by this. And I think he genuinely thinks, like, oh, if I stay with her, I can fix her. Yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> ultimate I can fix her, right? Yeah. She's murdering people, innocent people. And just he has to eventually sacrifice himself and... Oh, spoilers for thirst. (laughs) Well, yeah, spoilers for everything, always. But he, yeah, eventually, like the you know our our priest friend in Dave the Beast is fully prepared to die. He's like, I'm going to, or not even die, but I'm going to go to hell forever. Yeah,
0: he said, as he says, he sacrifices his eternal life. Yes,
1: that's the one. Yes, he's like, I will genuinely commit myself to Satan so that Mm -hmm. I can kill his son. Of course, I will be sent to hell forever. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so he's, you know, willing to sacrifice himself because that's kind of, he's not like a strong person. Neither of them are strong people. Yeah. And that's kind of the only thing they've got is just falling on that sword.
0: You and they've know? got their spooky Cossacks or whatever it is <laughs> yes. that they're wearing.
1: I, both of these movies are so good at being like, priests dress Creepy. (laughs) It's scary. Are you guys seeing this? Because holy hell.
0: The second they're just even slightly disheveled in any way, you're like, uh, killer.
1: (laughs) He did a murder. Just now. For sure. So yeah. Also, like, similar vibes of, like, there's just kind of funny dry little bits yes surprisingly throughout. funny yeah knowing
0: what thirst was going to be about and going in i was not prepared to laugh as hard yeah. and as often <laughs> as i did at thirst
1: one of his victims comes back to haunt him but he drowned so he's just wet all yeah, the time and just lying on top of him in bed just damp and just <laughs> grinning like a maniac and all of a lot of these little funny moments and you know so oh hello no it's fine for all that these movies are very you know serious and dark and like very sad they are also quite funny yes but not in a like we're doing a comedy but it's way.
0: i feel like it's that same thing with christmas stuff where it's like here's a thing that's so serious yes so and it kind of
1: verges it, it tips over into absurd exactly yes yeah. so yeah i honestly think those those these movies are so weirdly similar in yeah. tone um thirst might seem like a trashy thing, and it is kind of. But it's so... Very gory and, like...
0: So artfully done. Like, it is a beautiful movie to look at. Gorgeous movie
1: yeah. to watch, yeah. And, like, genuinely compelling relationships, mm-hmm. and Dave of the Beast is very serious, and, you know, especially knowing that these are all, like, real-life events and places and types of people. Yeah. Dark, <laughs> but pretty funny, where it's just, like... You just you gotta laugh, you know. A
0: bloody priest opening a door and cocking a shotgun. It's funny. Come on. Come on.
1: <laughs> so, if you liked uh, Day of the Beast, I recommend Thirst, and vice versa.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, very much. How about you? Well, for me, I am keeping things seasonal. I'm keeping things Spanish. It's holly, it's jolly, and it's a nightmare. It's 1959 Santa Claus, and it is no, <laughs> no. I'm going pure idiocy for my double villain here, lunacy. Because I could not get this out of my mind. Of their, like <laughs> it's not that there's so few movies about fighting Satan. It's not even that there's so few movies about fighting Satan on Christmas. There's something about the tone of these two movies, and it's not just that they're both in Spanish. That is, they're so like surreal, absurd, taking things so seriously. Like it's not even serious for Santa. Claus. I can't describe the affinity I feel like these two have, but they have. A bizarre orbit, I feel like, that they're both in.
1: I feel like they have a certain amount of self-awareness and they're just making you sit through it until you become self-aware about it. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Because the thing I was very aware of was that, like, Santa Claus isn't a big thing in Spain, like I said. Oh, okay. And he, when this movie came out, he was starting to penetrate into Mexico from like U.S. markets because he's just like, you're seeing Santa Claus on TV and he, in movies that is getting shipped across the border or whatever. I
1: love the way you're talking about this. This is great. Yeah.
0: So the, uh, is directed by Rene Car- Cardona, who is a uh, right. director of Mexican luchador movies. And if you know the name Santo, he directed a bunch of those. El Santo. Uh, he, I love Al Santo. He's great. Um, and They're so, good movies. Just like a general exploitation. He typed cinema. Um, but he's turning his hand at making, crafting a loving Christmas carol here oh, for us. Oh boy. Um, so this movie is infamous in one of those bad movie infamous kind of ways. I think yeah. I legitimately enjoy parts of this movie for just going, absolutely going for it.
1: it's hog wild. It's kind of, it's very Stockholm syndrome-y. I'm beginning yes. to love it too.
0: I do kind of love it. Yeah. Um, it is trashy as all hell. Like <laughs> the, the... But in old... a very
1: like pure of heart way. So Weirdly pure. That's like why very I love Catholic. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like this movie is like people who... No, it loved it, it, it in the novelty way of like, I can't believe this kind of thing was put together. Yeah. It's in the background of a lot of movies. Like, it's in yes. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, that's and right. And a few others where it pops Another
1: out. great transitional seasonal movie.
0: Yes, yeah. true, true. Uh, but to, a brief overview of this movie is that this is the movie where Santa Claus is forced to do G-rated battle with his arch nemesis, Satan. Obviously. <laughs> uh, and uh, Satan's envoy is a devil named Pitch. And it's kind of a game of cat and mouse where Pitch is trying to ruin Santa Claus's deliveries and...
1: With little traps, like not even like very good. Just he'll like steal one thing off the sleigh, or like put you know honey by the chimney, so he can't get
0: in. Right? (laughs) He'll
1: heat up the doorknob, so it hurts Santa to open it.
0: Yeah, but the idea of making a mockery of Christmas, so that people will allow evil, kids will allow evil into their heart, so that they will become turned. And (laughs) the
1: big through line of this is him trying to get this one kid to steal a doll. Yeah, (laughs) that's the big plan. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I feel like pairing these together because of the central theme of fighting Satan. Uh, like <laughs> it's I so
1: specific already on its Santa own.
0: Claus movie is a kids movie. Like yes, yeah,
1: yeah, it's for children. It's
0: for children, but it's so dark at points. Like like
1: an emotionally dark too. Like one kid is tempted to do evil because his parents don't love him enough to stay home with him on Christmas. Yeah. they have a fancy party to go to.
0: And, like, we see a lot of poor families, and we see scenes that take place in hell. Like, (laughs) literal fire and brimstone in this movie.
1: Yeah, it's a real, it's a real, like, I refuse to believe that they let this get published. Yeah,
0: it is wild to me. Like, the fucking space wizard Merlin is there. Santa lives on Mars. Like, it's
1: inexplicable but
0: i there's something about implied (sighs) lore and like filtering through another culture's lens for me here where like for us it's looking at the the wise men stuff and being like wow that's crazy but not realizing it's just yeah what what you do uh but santa claus wasn't a thing in mexico so they just made up a ton of shit And we're just like, I think this is what American Santa is. I
1: think he lives on Mars. Yeah, I I think think, that's what people say. I
0: think he has, uh, like, NSA spycraft equipment that's a fan (laughs) with an ear on it where he can hear everything everybody says.
1: This absolutely feels like someone heard the he sees you when you're sleeping bit and was like, oh, why? This is why.
0: (laughs) And it's trying to, like, insert this horrible mythos into your Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I will say you will never think of Santa the same way again.
0: And I never have.
1: <laughs> You're sweating a little bit uh, right now.
0: It's, it's so upsetting in an earnest way. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where a reindeer turns to screen and cackles, and it's, like, chilling.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's there's the soul of a child in that one, and not yeah. a good child. Yeah, it's, it's bad. A trapped, evil child.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going full santa bible lore mythos like santa (laughs) it's implied he has like a connection with jesus yeah it's the
1: great battle (laughs) theme like christmas movie (laughs) apocalypse oriented Uh,
0: yeah yeah it's it's upsetting stuff and i really want people who don't know about it to watch it yeah like this is this is when you do your bad movie nights have this on get drunk put this on yeah you will have an amazing time
1: good choice (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> like I said, Long when I Christmas, said maybe this might have made more sense as a Christmas episode, yeah, we could say
1: <laughs> we'll just replay this on Christmas. Yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Tomorrow yeah. it's November, so there here's you the way go. We go, basically
1: Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that'll about do us for this here episode of uh, Gartbridge. So please rate and review us on your podcast platform. Uh, you can find us at Gartbridge Pod on Twitter and Instagram, where we do little posts.
1: for little guys for little
0: guys if you're yeah we're the the little guys podcast little guys made by little guys I'm over six feet tall what am I talking about
1: (laughs) I was gonna say listen this is stolen valor
0: (laughs) yes you are a little guy shut
1: the fuck up yeah How dare you come in here? Talk <laughs> over me!
0: <laughs> uh, you can find me at Dick Arnavis. Aaron, where can the people find
1: you? If they want to at Maclebase, M A C L E B A S S.
0: Wonderful, and I hope that you have a wonderful Halloween ween or Christmas time. Yule your nog and join us next time for another pile of Gart Bitch. <laughs>